Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you this Tuesday afternoon, brother? Pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Here we are, Tuesday afternoon, one of my favorite times of the day. We get to talk about wrestling and all the good shit that comes along with it. But before that, everybody, at the bottom of your screen, if you look down, you'll see all our social media platforms. Remember to like and subscribe to each and every one of them. Your support and everything that you guys do in that sense helps us produce more and more and more. And uh, guys, I can tell you that December, we're going to have a couple pretty cool interviews coming up here. Not going to yep. spill the beans yet, but things are in motion. So December is looking kind of cool here. So I'm excited for that. Are you excited for that, Trance? I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. The fans should enjoy what we got in store. No doubt, no doubt. Some Fiverr series went down this weekend. I'm sure most of you already know what went down, so we won't bother you with all the details. But what were your takeaways, Chance? thought it was a pretty solid show. My boy Austin Theory got the belt, finally. Solid. Uh, the main men's uh, War Games match was great. The storytelling with Sami Zayn and all that. Uh, I thought it was a solid show overall. I gave it three and a half out of five. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'd probably give it up a three and a half out of five as well. Um I watched it twice because the first time I watched it was kind of late. We had some prior engagement. So unfortunately, I couldn't watch it live as I normally would like to. But sometimes you got to make that sacrifice for the for the people around you. So I got home, watched it quite late, but watched it again Sunday. And I was really impressed. I love both war game matches were amazing. Uh, the ladies one was just cool to watch just because, yeah. uh, you know, the one thing that I'm going to take away from that, and I want to hit on this a bit more is one Alexa Bliss. I'm really loving this transition that she's going through right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you see the heel turn coming. Just coming, yeah. Right? I don't know if it's a heel turn or I don't know what role Bray Wyatt's going to play in all of this because whenever she's on screen or she's doing an interview, that 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 little firefly comes on in the background like he's calling yeah. for them, you know? So, and um, last night on Raw, when they finally had that interview segment, that's all they had. They had backstage segment. They never came yeah. out or anything, which is kind of weird. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought I thought the AJ match and Finn Balor, um, outside of the War Games match, I think that stole the show, in my opinion. Think so? Uh, I think I, thought so the, I like the triple threat match myself. And the well, War no, Games I mean, well, I mean, I said outside of the War Game matches, right? Because they're oh, kind of okay. standalone, just like the other matches. For me personally, I just loved watching those two guys work. Uh, a the story there, both of them being former leaders of the Bullet Club, the two original leaders, anyways. Yeah. Uh, to see them kind of connect, and you know that what they are able to do in the ring together. I mean, considering that AJ's in his forties and he still moves the way he does, they still moves pretty well. It was great. It was just they they work so well together. The chemistry was great. The the action was great. I mean, I was just you know I was like wow. As Otto would say, I was on the edge of my seat for that one. I, I was really it was a good match. that much. Uh, yep. The triple threat match, you know, I really liked that as well. I didn't know how they were going to deal with Lashley in this one. Because, I mean, he's kind of like that one guy that can basically dominate both of them if he really wants to, right? Yeah, he's a so, monster. So, you know, I loved how that match started, you know, thinking, okay, we're going to get rid of the kid. You know, Lashley gets rid of Theory. Theory comes back on the apron, gets knocked down again by Seth. Um, but, yeah, you know what? You called it, man. And I think you're right. Seth does not need the title. No. It, it doesn't hurt him to have it. He's kind of standalone on his own without it. He, yeah, you, know, you give him a belt, great. He doesn't need it though, and that that's you know 
shows how amazing and how good he truly is. Yeah, he, he's the best overall, I think, right now in WWE. For I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, for me, that match was pretty cool. The Shotzi match was really cool, too. That armbar off the uh, top rope by Ronda, man. Those girls are hitting hard. Yeah, and it's uh, funny. Everything I read about Survivor Series online is that everybody's saying that match was horrible. It was garbage. I thought it was good. I don't know. Well, in terms of all the matches that we got, that probably would have to be at the bottom of the list, but it was a good match. It wasn't terrible, though. It was yeah. not terrible, right? That no. just shows how good the Survivor Series was. The only drawback that I thought, you know, and maybe this is just me being a mark at this point, you know, like at the end of that match, I really, really thought that Sasha would have come out. Being in Boston, oh, okay. being in yeah. Boston, being in everything, you know, it's just that seemed the apropos spot for her to kind of emerge and and uh, make her a mark. But I keep hearing all these things or reading these things about her in AEW and this and that. I think it's just all fodder. I think she'll be back, you know, maybe. I think so. You I, never know, but. Well, I mean, at this point, I don't I don't see any just cause for her to come back to Royal Rumble now. She, yeah, she, maybe, she may, maybe she'll run out of the Royal Rumble. Well, she has to, well, I don't know, man. One of the surprise entrants and, you know, have her line up against uh, Ronda for WrestleMania. I think that'd be a great match. That would be good. Yeah, right? you never know what happened. So, but then again, do you reward someone with a Royal Rumble win the way she left the company? I mean, is there so many factors to it, right? I wouldn't either. But then again, money talks and what people want and what the fans want. You know, I mean, may you be an internet fan or a casual fan or a real fan. I think all those three groups of fans would decide that's what they'd want to see. Yeah. Speaking of Survivor Series, a lot of things online saying that Roman Reigns is mad at Kevin Owens because he hit an unplanned spot and then smacked him in the ear and busted his eardrum or something along those lines. They were swearing to their backstage. And Yeah. So basically so. what happened was, and I went back and watched it again because, you know, like I said, I saw it, but I didn't, you know, now that you have some context around it, it's kind yeah. of interesting to see the move. I mean, he whacked him pretty hard, man. Oh, yeah. And and they were talking backstage saying, okay, you know, that plan, that spot, Roman said no to initially, right? You know, they, they didn't want to do it or whatever the case may be, but it just, in the heat of the moment, there is no heat on Kevin Owens for this. Yeah. Right? And this kind of leads me to the next topic here that I will finish off with before, I will start before I finish this, sorry. Um, he slapped him in the face. And he slapped him back. So, I mean, they were slapping each other back and forth. Now, I don't know if he ruptured his eardrum or if he was just pissed off that he got slapped in the face really hard by Owens. They're saying it's ruptured, but from what well, they say. If, you never know. You never know, right? Yeah. But here's the other piece. Is Roman... Now, I'm going to throw this at you. This is a cold question. I've not asked you this at all. Roman Reigns becoming a diva? No, I just think... Uh... Hold on. Let me, let me tell you why I think this, okay? One, yeah. you got the ear situation. Yeah. Two, he's on the shortened schedule all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Number three, he didn't like the ring gear. That's why he wasn't in red where everyone else was. Okay. I think what it is is that, um, I know what you're saying. I think that he feels that, hey, I've earned this spot. I earned the part-time gig. I'm like a rock. I'm like a stone cold. I'm like a Brock Lesnar. So I've earned that spot. That's kind of what I think he thinks. I agree. And then the whole thing he? with Owens is he told Owens not to do it and Owens does it anyways. And he's looking down at Owens. He got out of shape guy. Wearing baggy shorts and just you know he looks like a construction guy and here is guy is smacking him and he ruptures his eardrum when he said not to do it so I'm sure he's you know he's right to be pissed about that. No, I'm not saying he's not wrong to be pissed about that, but just some of the things that I've been reading, like 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 the uh, gear, the the ring gear that yeah. they had on, I think that's what triggered me. 
Is he yeah. like the feel of the fabric? Yeah, he could be. He, I wouldn't call him a diva, but he's he's getting a little more bossy, a little more particular. He's but putting I, himself on the John Cena, Brock Lesnar level, I think. So he's, he's kind of trying to call more of his own shots. He's not on that level, but he's trying to, I think, assert himself I, that way. The only two people on that level, in my opinion, would be Stone Cold and John Cena. Not even The Rock. I wouldn't put The Rock there. I put the rock on the next level below them. And Hogan, if you go back to the old days, but you're talking recent, yeah. I'm just talking, okay, you know what? You can put Hogan there too, maybe. Like, I mean, yeah. the reason I'm saying it, I'm talking based on merch. Yeah. Right? And and I'm basing it on the fact that what you saw and what I saw at live oh, events, it's unreal. you yeah. know, it's next level. The guy's not even on the fucking show and half the crowd is to see a green or now, black. WrestleMania speaking of John Cena. You never, I don't know what he's going to do, but nice well, to see him. And they get room, rumor has it that Mr. Paul is healing up really nicely and he wants to fight Cena at Mania. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Really cool. Imagine the promos those guys can cut on each other. Oh, it'd be fun, man. I think it'd be oh, yeah. a really fun match. Um, that would be cool. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I just feel that, you know, just these little things that are emerging now. Like, I get it. You, you, you're the top of the game. You know, and you're doing everything and whatnot, but I just don't feel that you're at that level where you can like how many I've never heard anyone compare about ring gear before. I haven't, no, I haven't heard that one. At any level. Maybe, you know, bingo hall, uh armory or stadium. You know, I, I've never yeah. seen anyone complain <clears throat> about it before. But you know what? That's okay. It is near here or there. But hey, so this is how it's going to be planning out now, I think. I think you've got Kevin Owens probably uh, going for the strap at the Royal Rumble. Against Reigns, yeah. Him and Reigns. And this will be the third time they faced off at the Royal Rumble for the title. Okay. 2017, Owens was the champion. He won by DQ. Yeah. 2021 is when they fought for uh, the last man standing match. And um, Heyman played interference to allow Roman to win the title. And here we go again. What I'm hearing is, is that Sami Zayn will probably turn on the bloodline at the Royal Rumble. And you'll have an Owens Zayn against the Usos at WrestleMania for the tag straps. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I can see that happening. That makes sense. Right. Now, Bianca Belair. This is where um, Alexa Bliss kind of fits into this. So as we've been seeing over the last little while and the comments that have been made by Corey Graves and Michael Cole on commentary, um, you know, they're, they're, they're planting these seeds for her now to turn heel or something. I don't know if she's going to yeah. be healed because Bray's a good guy. So, you know, she might be one of those kind of in-betweeners kind of a deal. But last night on Raw was really interesting to see her you know, she was just lost in space, but you know, where Asuka was making eye contact with Bianca, if you look at Alexis's eyes, all she was looking at was at the strap. Yeah, focused on getting that belt. Then, right? So there, the there, out there. There's two scenarios at play here. There's two storylines that are going to emerge and going to happen in the new year. One involves Rhea Ripley, and the other involves Alexa Bliss. Now, yeah. I think, in my opinion, that she's going to beat Alexa at the Royal Rumble, yeah. but then she'll face Rhea Ripley at Mania and lose it there to Rhea. <clears throat> That's a fair prediction. 
Because remember, Rhea was supposed to have a shot at Money in the Bank, but she got injured. Yeah. So she yeah, was pulled that. from that match, right? So, I mean, from in essence, I really feel that those are the two matches that you're going to see Bianca in. Now, if you ask me personally, I, I, I almost want to see Alexa go first just because there's not that much of a story built up there. And she can yeah. build up more with Bray or whatever direction she's going in. But this Rhea one's kind of been building for a while. That's true, yeah. You know, they've been pretty tight together in NXT. They're the two biggest girls in the company, in my opinion. The two strongest girls in the company, in my opinion, outside of Charlotte Fair. But I don't know, you know, if he's lost a step or what she's going to be like when she gets back. Yeah, she'll be back soon. Pretty soon yeah. here. Royal Rumble. Speaking of which, what happened to Drew Drop? <laughs> don't know what happened to her. She got hurt, maybe? I don't know. I, I should look into that. She's good, man. Seen her don't mind TV her at all. For a while. Yeah, yeah. Profits came back. Uh, Street Profits were back last night. Took on the like uh, Alpha Academy. Uh, nice little bring back to those guys. Uh, Angelo Dawkins looking good. I don't know if you saw him or not last night. I did. I've seen it. Yeah, he, he does. He slimmed down, man. I mean, that time away, he's really worked on his physique. I think he's getting a lot of uh, motivation from Montez. Um, Montez is going to be a breakout star here, a single star eventually. He's so talented. Oh, he's coming. He's coming, man. He's yeah. coming. Um. Last night on Raw, one segment that I really, really enjoyed, Chancellor, is the one between Seth and uh, Austin Theory. That was good. Those guys got good chemistry together. Oh, dude, Theory sold me last night, man. Oh, yeah, he's he's getting good. He's coming into his own now, you know, he's just... He's getting comfortable, I guess. He's just feeling it. But yeah, oh, I'm the now and forever. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I mean, that guy, I just that, like, you know, just that walking side by side, no eye contact, whispering in the ear. I thought all of it was just beautiful, man. It was just it was well done, dude. Wonderful segment. They're going to have a few um, more matches. They got a lot of chemistry. They work well. I hope this feud keeps going because it's, it's, it's good. One no, of my favorites. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and if anything, this is Seth's opportunity to help build, man. I mean, you know, to, to build the next generation, right? Um, so it's going to be really good. I mean, he's playing that role of the veteran guy now. So good on Seth and good on him for, for recognizing the direction the company needs to go in to be successful. You know, a lot of guys don't want to drop this trap. A lot of guys don't want to give up their spot, you know, but no, you know, it's just, this is why I, I hate people sh shitting on triple H so much. That guy put more guys over than he did get put over himself. He just gets shit on for one reason. Cause he married the boss's daughter. People but always dude, you look at everything this guy's gone through within this company. Mm. I mean, the curtain call. Sean didn't get in trouble because he was top guy. He took all the fucking heat for it. Mm -hmm. Right? But he didn't complain. He took his lumps. And, and he worked through it. And I think another thing people forget, just because he married the boss's daughter, Vince is no idiot. He was probably harder on Triple H, like you're saying, than everybody else. Because you married my daughter, you're going to be in a command. Like, I bet you Vince is ripped on him many, many nights, and, and you know how Vince can be, so Triple H didn't have a cakewalk. Vince wouldn't hand anybody anything unless he thought you earned it, right? He didn't, he didn't give his own kids anything. He made yeah, his exactly. kids work, you know, in the summer times when they were kids. I mean, Steph worked in the merchandising department, you know, uh, I think I think Shane started out with um, the magazine and, and the Coliseum video stuff, and you know, but even at that level, it was like mailroom shit. Yeah, back you know, in those so days. so so he basically had his own guys, like the children. Nothing was handed to any of these guys, right? No, they so worked. Their, they worked. He's their a drill sergeant. He worked them hard. He worked them hard, and they earned everything they have. So I mean, yeah, it's probably easier for them to attain the status that they have because of where they are and who they are. 
Yeah. But they still put the work in to get those spots, right? I mean, he just didn't give it to anybody. No, no, he doesn't do that. You know, so, you know, I, I just I just hate the fact that people shit on him so much, you know? I mean, he's I, always going to have that label. If he would have married somebody else, he wouldn't get that label. Just because he married the boss, he's always going to have that stigma. You're right, though. He, put, he lost more times than else than he won. People don't know that. Like, think about think it. He's, he's the whole... Here, here, here! If, if if no one believes me, just look at the Batista match that he had at last WrestleMania. The last, uh, I guess that would probably would have been his last WrestleMania match. I'm not sure, but don't quote me on it. Was. Okay, uh, but if that was the case, that was Batista's last match. But the only reason he was gonna have a last match is if he could put Triple H over. Yeah, for all the times that Triple H has put him over. If you look at the history, he put Cena over at 21. Then he put Orton over at one point. Then he puts over Batista. Then he puts over Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, like, yeah. Like, how many guys is he putting over and no one recognizes that? So, you know what, fans? Guys out there, people shitting on Triple H. Those are facts that we just dropped on you. So, stop shitting A lot of it's again. jealousy, too. A lot of it. Jealous of what? The guy's fucking just doing his job. Because he married a billionaire's daughter. That's why they think he gets the power, right? But he uh, he's been working at a long time to get this spot. Like, trust me, if Vince didn't like him, he would have been gone a long time ago. Well, look, I mean, all the heat that he, Vince gave him every reason to quit and jump ship, you know, with, with everything that happened after the curtain call. Yeah. But in essence, if none of that happened, if he didn't get shit on, then Stone Cold wouldn't have won, then 316 wouldn't have been born. So we're not Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen, I guess, right? But, I mean, I think we need to respect what he's gone through as a performer, the lumps that he took for everyone else. Like, even yep. Sean will say, like, if it wasn't, if Triple H didn't take all the heat for everything, you know, would Sean be where he is today? Yeah, you never know. Probably not. Right, but, so that that's why Sean is so grateful to him. That's why Sean left Texas and moved to Florida to take these jobs on. I don't oh, think no. Sean wants to. I don't think he really wants to be ahead of NXT. He's got the money. That, he doesn't need the money. Well, it's not the money, but, but I think it's just that gratitude that he has for Triple H for all the shit that he's gone through to keep him going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, yeah. Anyways, that's my rant. I mean, I'm a huge Triple H fan. I'll always be a Triple H fan. He's always been my top two guys. Uh, him and Taker have always been my one and two. And um, so, yeah, I'm just really happy to see what he's doing. I mean, the morale backstage is really good. The, the, the crew's happy. The performers are happy. You can see it in the product. Everything is moving in the right direction, in my opinion. Uh, let's see what he does this Royal Rumble now. This is going to be a first Rumble without Vince. Let's see what stars that he can create. Now he's got he's got the stars that Vinny made, but he's got to start making. You know what? You don't take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like I said, I'm looking at NXT. I watch NXT. I like what's coming up out of there. I like what they're doing down there. Um, the guy that missed the spot with uh, Grayson Waller, the guy, I, he's not been on TV since that Art Truth spot. Eh? No, no, man, that guy fucked up hard. Yeah, he's gonna we're gonna make him pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, sorry about that. I don't know which which pay-per-view it was, if it was uh, WrestleMania or not, but what's his name? Superfly, Jimmy Snuka's son. Sim Snuka? Yep. He was on the roster. Initially, he was a part of Evolution with, with Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes. He yeah, was the that, guy yeah. that brought in. So, uh, there was a match where The Undertaker was going to do his leaping jump off, like, through the ring 
over the yep. top rope. Yep. And this guy, Sims Sim Snuka, was basically the you know, cameraman. You know, he was supposed to catch him. Yeah. And he totally fumbled the spot. Finch fired him. Just for that. For that. So, you know, I'm kind of like Grayson hasn't been on TV and I get it. It's a learning pace. So maybe he's getting a little bit more lenient or being sent back. Or Triple H doesn't have that, that cutthroat ability of uh, Vince. He won't, he won't fire him, but he'll, he'll punish him. I think maybe if it was happened on the main roster with an established guy that was supposed to catch him and failed, then he would have done something more drastic. But because it's uh, because you're still learning down there and whatnot, you know, it's just, but man, that was horrible. That was like, that guy didn't even attempt to catch him. That was bad. I don't know what he was not paying attention or what he was thinking there. That he was, was paying attention. Thing. He just went backwards. He was afraid, like, oh shit. Like he 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 acted like he was really gonna get hit. Like you gotta catch yeah, your partner, was, man. You gotta you gotta protect your dad's partner at any cost. Supposed to, supposed to keep him safe, but you gotta keep him safe, right? But um, yeah, so that's basically you know, raw and then survivor series. And now I don't know if there's a December pay-per-view, is there? I don't believe so. So we're going straight to Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I haven't heard anything about a pay-per-view, so I think it's gonna build up Royal Rumble. I think it's early January, so you know it's at the it's January. Hold on, it's uh January, um mid-January, like the usual 22nd or 23rd or something Is like it? that. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe there's any pay-per-views in December coming up that I'm aware of. Uh, Royal with Christmas time and stuff, right? They might yeah, but but they always have one. I mean, it's always like a lot end of year kind of pay-per-view that they do at the last minute. They've always had one, man. Royal Rumble. Yeah, if there is one, I don't know what else it would be. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Royal Rumble background. It's not saying right now where it's supposed to happen. I know it's happening in Texas, right? In San Antonio. No, they got day one coming up on January 1st. No, that got canceled. Okay, then it's Royal Rumble. Yeah. That got, they, they, they bunked that one. So I think it's on the 21st or the 22nd or something here. Yeah, it's not showing, man. I can't find. Oh, Saturday, January twenty eighth at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Oh, okay. There you go. So Saturday the twenty eighth. So if that's the case, dude, we're looking at two month build for this Rumble. Yeah, unless they throw like a main Saturday main event on there or something, but nothing major. They're gonna build this one up good. I think so, man. I think this is gonna be a real good one. And I mean, let's think about it. We got Cody coming back to the show on, on the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, you potentially could get Naomi and Sasha back for the Royal Rumble. Um, because if Cody's right, in the Royal Rumble, Cody wins it. Yeah, he you know. wins it. But it just comes down to that, okay, you, you're you going to face Owens at Survivor at the uh, Royal Rumble. And then I believe if everything happens the way I've read it from a couple of these sources out there, um, you're looking at Sami Zayn fighting him at the Elimination Chamber. Fighting Reigns? Yeah. Yeah. And then that will go to... Well, that makes sense because it's in Montreal, right? Yeah, exactly. And then if yeah. that happens, then you fight Sami there, and then you basically see if The Rock is coming or not. Like, I mean, I think in the next few weeks, we should know if he's going to do it or not. I think he'll do it. He can just get in there in Hollywood, kick and punch, you know, throw around. He didn't look good against his last match. No, he did it. Ten years ago? Uh was it the Cena one? Yeah. WrestleMania twenty nine. 
2019. Yeah, and almost 10 years ago. I mean, like he's built, but he just he's cardio and like again, he's not in real yeah, yeah. But but the only thing he has going on at that time, my understanding is is a draft for the XFL. Oh, okay. So I don't know how involved he's gonna be in that or if he has people running it for him or whatnot, but um yeah. Hey, did you watch Black Adam by any chance? No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I didn't see it. Was it okay? Yeah, he, I, you know, he, I don't even I'm think. I'm not really he, a superhero guy, so I don't really watch those movies much. I, I don't think he could save DC, you know, as much as everyone thought he would, but I, I don't yeah. think he's the guy who could probably save DC in, in any way that way. But yeah. um, I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, here's a question for you. So on the WWE network right now, they have this series called This Is Awesome. Okay. And uh, they, they go through like, you know, best female performers of all time, you know, uh, best finishers of all time. And I kind of got stuck there for a little bit because I started thinking to myself, like, which finishers are the most overused finishers in your opinion? Oh, the super kick. And? And it's that stunner. No, only Owens is using the stunner. Choke, sl- well, choke slam. I would say I would say the spear. Spear too, yeah. So who's the first guy for doing the spear? Was it Goldberg, the first guy that started doing it? Um, so I don't remember it before Goldberg. Vader? Did he spear? I don't remember him doing spear. But see, back in those days, they just called no, it the football tackle. Yeah, it was like a football tackle. Right, but it's basically a spear. Yeah. Before Goldberg, they has, it... Goldberg has the best spear, so just because he's the biggest, strongest, and the way he runs so fast. Like, edges is okay, but he, he looks a little more crisp when Goldberg does it, you know? I like Lashley's. Lashley's is good, too. I like yeah. Lashley's because he, he added a little twist into it to, to differentiate yeah. the, the move. Um, but the super kick is probably the most overrated. Like, I don't even know how that can be a finisher anymore. It shouldn't be. How many times a match the Usos use a super kick? About four or oh, five times. Dude, but that match Too last much. night, though, was really good. It was a good, like, if used properly, you don't yeah. use it as a finisher, but you use it as, like, you know, like if you're playing the WWE game, it'd be one of your power moves, right? Which yeah. would lead to your finisher. You know, I wouldn't put the super kick as a finisher anymore. Anyone using it as, as a finisher. No disrespect, yeah. Scotty, or, or anyone else out there that does it's it. Lost, it's lost its impact. It's you lost see its it impact. All the time. Yeah. I, think, I think the guy who killed it was Dolph Ziggler. He did it so much. He did it so much, right? But yeah. last night, that main event between Jay and, and Kevin. Say what you want about Kevin Owens, man, but man, no, that was a, a, that was a show. great match last night. Really good, fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. super kick after super kick. I mean, it was just really tight. Here's the good. funny thing. So when when... When Sammy turns on the bloodline, will he be a heel or a face? Because the bloodline's getting a lot of fucking cheers, man. <laughs> I don't know what Sammy could do. He could go either way, I think. Well, no, I, mean, I think when he goes to Montreal elimination table, he'll be the he'll be the face because yeah, 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 yeah. But he's gonna turn on them anyway. So if he turns on them, will he get booed or will he be cheered? I don't know. Actually, I think he'll be cheered. Weird, right? He's that goofy, goofy, you know, average looking guy, you know, funny. He's a good yeah. worker, though. He can put on a yeah. good match. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, 100%. Hey, this Saturday, December the 3rd, we have All-Star Wrestling coming back to the Maritime uh, Hall in Vancouver here. Uh, it's, it's looking like a fun card again, man. Um, you got the women's title, which is up in limbo now. Uh, those two girls, Calamity Kate and, and uh, Christine, Christina Vonary, they put on a great yeah. match that Saturday night, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um. You got a six-man tag, I believe, with Thunder, Thunder, Odin, Rex, and I can't remember who their third is. I haven't I, heard. Against Azim the Dream, um, T 
Team America and Scotty Mack. So you got that one coming up. Um, there's a Bollywood few other matches. Bollywood Boys will be there again, defending their All-Star Wrestling Tag Team titles. So if you guys want to see WWE caliber talent, you know, here's your opportunity. Um, hopefully the weather doesn't deter anybody, but I mean, let's, it should be a good night, man. I mean, for the first two shows that they put on this year, uh, with the new changes and everything that they've done, I've been really, really happy and really impressed by everything that's that I've seen. So looking forward to the show on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. Um, what do you got, Trance? Anything? I got top five for you. Ready? Give me a top five. It's been a while. <laughs> you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Hold what on. And just so you guys all know, I don't know what the top five is, so I could not research any of this. Carry on. What are the top five wrestlers that you'd like to meet that you haven't met that, that you haven't met before? They're still alive to make it a little more tricky. They have to be alive or yeah. dead or alive. Oh, okay, alive. Five. Um Riddle. Okay. I like to meet Riddle and then you know probably just kind of sit down and engage a little bit with him. I think that'd be okay. fun. Um he comes across as a connoisseur. Of, of, of the goodness. So yep. I, I would love to kind of check that out. Uh, so Riddle is one. Um, I would love to hang out with the Usos. I think they'd just be a fucking riot. Don't let them drive. Blast. Right? Sorry? Don't let them drive. No, no, I'll drive. That's not a problem. Yeah, okay. I mean, Some of those guys I mean, driving. No, no, no. I drove this weekend, so I have no problem doing the driving, but I think they'd be really fun to hang out with. Does Usos count as three or two? Look at them. Look at them as two. Okay, so, so, two more so left. that's two. No, 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 that's two. I got you three want to count as one? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're a package deal. Um, Seth Rollins. Absolutely. I would love to sit with Seth and just pick his brain about the business and then, you know, what what, what he sees. Uh, I, I would also want to probably hang out with um, AJ Styles. And um, that's four, right? And that's five. That's four. Yeah, that's four. four. And I think you see, I want to say Brock Lesnar, but I'd almost be too intimidated by him to be around him for that long. You yeah, know, uh, I would love to hang out with Brock, but you know what? I probably want to hang out with Sheamus. Okay, well, yeah, list. Yeah. yeah, interesting characters on there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, again, these are all just WWE guys. I mean, if, if I'm throwing in all wrestlers around the world, then I probably have to throw Jericho in that list somewhere as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, th those would be the five guys from WWE that I'd probably want to hang out with you. Um, well, my list is a little bit different. Hogan, Flair, Shawn Michaels, um, probably Ricky Steamboat. And number five, I would have to say, does Vince McMahon count? Why not? Minnie Mac. They'd be the there number one guy. Yeah, those are my guys. Steamboat yeah. made his return this past weekend. Yeah. I didn't uh, watch after it, I didn't 11 watch. years. I saw a couple of clips of it. The guy looked good. Oh, dude, he looked good against Jericho 10 years ago. The guy's a machine. He's good. I mean, he slowed down. He's not what he was, oh, yeah, obviously. But he still looked good. I mean, if yeah, it was one out. I gotta, I gotta find that match. Actually, I heard about. It. I didn't watch it. But I big time it. wrestling. Big time wrestling. Yeah, it's called Big Time Wrestling. Um, it seems to be a place out of New Jersey. Okay. They're based on New Jersey, and they get a lot of top names. They may not be on yeah, any main rosters. You, you can bring them in. 
Well, I think it's all connection-based and whatnot, right? I mean, I, I don't think big-time wrestling does enough money to to kind of pay having a lot of these guys come through. I mean, you had Jay Lethal on this card. You had um, Steamboat on this card. There's a bunch of other big names, you know, prior big names that we've seen in the past that were on this card. And, you know, uh, Nash, Nash seems to show up there quite a bit as well. So they're, they're a New Jersey. Is Kevin Nash wrestling or just out there as a character? Or? Just out there as a character, you know, shooting his jaws or whatever the case may be, just guest appearances or what have you. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think the venues or anything are any bigger than All Star runs or, or Thrash or any of the local promotions out here run. Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit bigger, but I mean, nothing too. I, Kevin Nash still has one of my favorite lines of all time. You know, I think it was 2010, 2011 when him and CM Punk were going back and forth and he, CM Punk was standing on the um, stage on the, on the stage, and Nash leans over and goes, you look like a short order cook at the waffle. I was still hit the weights, but I thought that was perfect. Kind of like caught CM Punk off guard a bit. That was a good line. Yeah, man. I mean, that's old school versus new school sort of a deal, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, he comes from the time where the big man was prevalent and the most dominant. And Kevin Nash is still pretty built, man. He still looks pretty big. Have you seen him? Yeah, you know, he looks solid, man. I mean, you know, Big he's guy. been through a lot this year, and you know, I hope yeah, his kid died. That's sad. His kid died. His best friend died. I mean, hopefully, his dog and wife are still kicking. So, hopefully, yeah, it's too bad. His kid from alcohol withdrawal. That's why was, he can do that. What it was? Yes, but it was. So his kid's an alcoholic. He went cold turkey, had a seizure, and died. The same thing happened to Amy Winehouse, eh? Yeah, that's why I saying if you're going to get off the hard drugs or the booze, you got to go to professional help. They give you medication. They monitor you. You know. Kind of funny, eh? You think about, oh. okay, I'm going to get off all the drugs and the alcohol, then I'm going to feel great. And because you got off the drugs and the alcohol, you die. I know. Wow. This kid is only 24, 25, maybe, young I guy. Know. Amy Whitehouse was really young, too, man. Yeah, it's sad. That was really sad to hear. The fact that the fact that she got clean and her body couldn't handle it being clean. And then she died. And I know. she died. It's such a shock to your system and your body's used to certain things, right? You got to go to the professionals or help whatever they can put in your system, monitor you, you know, medications, whatever it takes. Well, that's why I always say, man, I mean, if, if you're doing the drugs and shit, just keep doing them. No, I'm just joking. I'm just <laughs> joking. I'm just joking. That, that was horrible. I shouldn't have said that. Um, no, all right. All right, Chance Michaels. I think we've kind of wrapped everything up here. We've kind of covered all our bases and whatnot. Um, looking forward to SmackDown to see what kind of comes out and where things go. If there is no pay-per-view for December, I suspect a very slow build to Royal Rumble. Go to. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to take these three weeks now going into Christmas or first three weeks of December anyways, to, to really kind of start building some amazing stories that can kind of come out of this. Now, some of these stories are going to play out in the Rumble itself, obviously. Yeah. But this is a great opportunity if there's no show in December to kind of piece this thing together nicely, man. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. It should be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hey, all right. So that being said, we will be back this Thursday, I promise. Last couple of Thursdays, we've kind of been off. Family obligations, things are happening. We are in the Christmas season, so to speak. The King of Boxing is back this Saturday, Tyson Fury. Yeah, Derek Chisora. And, Did you see them get um, together in each other's face? That was hilarious. No, I haven't watched any of it. I'm going to start watching the build-up now. It was long, but no bad blood. Either. They're like buddies. It was, it was cool. funny. I think it's just a respect thing because, you know, no one else would step up for Tyson, right? Jasora's probably thinking, sweet, you're going to knock me out. I'm going to get paid a bunch of money. Thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, you never know, though. Like, Jasora does have power. I mean, you, I, I, 
you, you can't take him lightly. I don't think you can take anybody in the ring lightly, right? So no, he won't take him lightly. But no. I, I'd be surprised if he makes it seven, eight rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dillian White, though, the Dillian White fight on the weekend. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, I watched that. I watched it live. Actually. All right, I, I want to talk to you about that because I mean, I don't think he won. In my he opinion. did. And I had a. I actually had a Jermaine Franklin by one round or a draw. I was surprised when I heard the scorecard. We'll get that on Thursday. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a well, bad fight, actually. It no, it wasn't. It was a pretty decent fight, but I think the wrong guy won. I mean, I think that was the consequences of fighting away from home. You know, that really yeah, he showed that. He got robbed. All right, so Jermaine Franklin got robbed. Tyson Fury is coming up this weekend. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the world of boxing that we're going to hit on as well. So yep. that all being said, I am Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that like, subscribe, download, and share the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And everyone out there, in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. We will see you guys on Thursday. Be safe and be safe. Yeah, that's it, man. Just be safe out there. Talk to you soon.